San Diego's talk radio leader, 760 KFMB presents It's Your Money and Your Life. For the next hour, Richard Musio and Joe Vecchio will educate and inform you on matters related to your financial future, your life, and your leisure. Now, with It's Your Money and Your Life, here are Richard and Joe. All right, good evening, buddy. My name is Joe Vecchio, your co-host, announcer, and producer. Coming to you from KFMB Studios with 50,000 watts of power. We're heard not just in San Diego County, but Orange County, L.A. County, up the coast to Seattle on a good night, down to Cabo, out to the desert. If you download the app for 760 KFMB or tune in radio, you can hear this show as it airs. And, of course, all these podcasts are commercial-free on iymoney.com. Now time to introduce the main man of the hour. He's a CPA extraordinaire, an accomplished marathon runner, a best-selling author, a lecturer, a philanthropist, and a family office expert advising several high net worth families. His name is Richard Musio. Richard, how are you tonight? I'm great, Joe. I survived the San Diego Rock and Roll Marathon. I didn't even run it. <laughs> <laughs> I survived the traffic jam in Mission Valley, and uh, I really do think um, they need to get it off the freeways next year. I suggest they move the route south or something and... I think they should move to the Del Mar racetrack and let them run around that 26 times. Yeah, <laughs> run around Qualcomm Stadium 26 times. Yeah, they have plenty of land there. Well, plenty of land there. Yeah. Just don't but, step uh, in the oil spill. Yeah. Anyway, let's hope the June gloom dissipates soon. I know it's, uh, it was around last week quite a bit, and uh, we'll see what happens. But let's not take too much time because we have uh, a pretty, uh, pretty notable person in San Diego for our guest this week. Uh, He's been in the law game for many years, uh, one of the premier trial attorneys uh, in all of San Diego and across the country. He's got multiple awards. I won't read them all when we get into the show, but he's been a resident of North County for many, many years, and everybody in the legal profession knows and loves Vince Bartolotta. Vincent J. Bartolotta, Jr., welcome to our show. Well, thank you very much. I just like to know if I have to speak as fast as you do. Oh, I only do that. No, nobody it, can speak as fast as I Joe. only. I only do that on the intro, so we can get to the guest right away, Vince. So. All right. Well, you did good. <laughs> and you notice we do use Perry Mason music as our intro music, which is very appropriate for today because you've been practicing law since. When did you pass the bar or start practicing? I should say. Nineteen seventy. This is my forty-eighth year. How about that? Congratulations. Does, it, does you, it seem like 40? Where'd that time go, Vince? I don't know. It was a blink of the eye. <laughs> <laughs> you native San Diego? No, 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 no. no. We're going to no. get into that, Richard. You, okay. Pittsburgh area, right? Nice. That's it. Monongahela, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I've now, been there. Now, before the show, you were going to tell us the origins of Monongahela because that's, um, that's quite an extraordinary area. And you know how many NFL quarterbacks have come out of that place and, and uh, do. major athletes? Joe Montana, right across the street from me. Freddie Cox, right up the street from me. Isn't that something? Marino. <laughs> we go on and on and on. Hey, I saw some photos now. What, what year did you leave uh, 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 Pittsburgh area events? 1971. Compliments oh. the United States Marine Corps. Well, I'd still be there. Yeah, well, if you had left in the late 30s and 40s, I saw pictures. I mean, we've seen the air in Beijing and Shanghai. The Pittsburgh air was horrendously bad. I don't know if you knew, knew that at all. Did you know? Well, I lived it. Yeah. yeah I, know, <laughs> I know it well. You know, you I didn't mean, open your windows for fear of the black soot that would come in and I am, dirty everything. I am telling you. Was that from the steel mills, basically? Or? You bet. Wow. Richard, have you ever seen photos of that? I'm, I found yeah, a Yeah, although Pennsylvania, that wasn't unique to just that area. Oh, I, I mean, know. The coal mining. I know my, sure. my relatives were all coal miners in the Allentown 
Allentown, Hazleton area, and the air was yeah. filthy. Well, my family was too. My wife's family, all coal miners. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Isn't that something? Yeah. Well, I know it's it's cleaned up now because I heard from Bill's aunt Ruth, who's about I guess she's pushing ninety, and uh, she goes into the air is clean and pure now. Come here and see for yourself after I sent the photos. Yeah. <laughs> so I know they've cleaned up Pittsburgh quite a bit, right? The biggest sport now is water sports. Mm-hmm. Really? They're all down on the rivers. They're all clean. None of the steel mills or coal mines are really operating. How about and that? And so it's all cleaned up and that's huh. big recreation. And I know uh, the culture's picked up there, too, with, with opera and such and uh, things like that. But, but anyway, Vince, it all started for you in the Pittsburgh area, born what, when back there? 1945. 45. Okay, so give us the origin of Monongahela. Well, the story has it that uh, to get a name like Monongahela, the uh, white man wanted to buy the land from the Indians, gave him a sack of money. And the Indian looked at that sack of money, and he was on his horse, and he threw it down the ground. And he said, "Money go to hella," and so there you have it. <laughs> oh, that's the that's the mythical that's the mythical origin. Oh, okay, <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were going to get some legit history here, but we'll get into some real legal stuff soon. So, well, if I said it, it's legit. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All right, Vince. So then, uh, law school where? And but, but I got to ask: were you, were you a Pittsburgh Pirates fan when Mazeroski hit that homer? I was there. I know you were there. But were you a baseball fan as a kid? Yeah, absolutely. Cool. So 19, I was there. 19, that's the best game seven in history. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Forbes Field. Now Forbes we, Field. When yeah. I went to college, that's where we used to play our games, in Forbes Field. Okay. They've maintained the wall. Uh, it is on the side of a university there now, right? Because they, they moved the, the, Correct. the field. Correct. The law school's there now, too. Really? Right on the site. Well, they just did a thing, I believe, on CBS Sunday morning, where they they actually have preserved the wall with the the uh, the you know the amount of feet over. They cleared the wall. I mean, that was a hell of a wall. I mean, and they had no padding back then, right? I mean, you That's, you it hit was the a wall. Brick wall. <laughs> <laughs> had a little ivy over it, though. Yeah. Oh, great. <laughs> you go into that full speed, you know, forget about it. But um, actually, let's get you, you you were in the military, right? So let's start uh, after high school and and uh, in college. What happened? Well, I, I was fortunate. Uh, I was a pretty good athlete, and I got a full scholarship, uh, which is probably the only way I could have gone to school is Oh, that's on right. A scholarship. I see. You lettered in basketball, baseball, and soccer, which in soccer wasn't a big sport back then. So. Well, it was in the Valley back then because it wasn't a big – you didn't need a lot of money to play soccer, just a ball in a field. Yeah. And so, you know, each town had its own little team, so it would be Sunday afternoon at the fights. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> So you got a full soccer scholarship to the University of Pittsburgh. Wow. Correct. That's a pretty – and then All-American selection, right? With the All-East team, yeah. Yeah. All Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware soccer team. How about that? And first alternate to the U- 1968 U.S. Olympic soccer team. Yeah, it was a good sport for me. It got me uh, undergraduate, uh, you know, full-paid scholarship. Yeah. And then uh, they said if I would stay since I was uh, competing for the Olympic team at the time – I would stay and uh, coach the freshman team. They would pay for law school, too. And so soccer paid for seven years of my education. Yeah, but then you started law school, and then, boy, you you did something that uh, a lot of guys sitting in the Senate and Congress would not have done. You enlisted in the Marines while you were in law school and uh, went to boot camp, right? Yep, 1968. Now, what, what compelled was that because, I mean, you, you weren't drafted, were you? Or I mean, if you're in school, you don't have to go. Well, everybody at the time was concerned about being drafted or not being drafted, and they were concerned if I would uh, continue on with uh, my sport in the Olympics that I'd get drafted and it would ruin that. And so everyone's running around trying to find me uh, 
a reserve unit or something like that. And mm -hmm. I'm either in something whole hog or not at all. So I walked in off the street, the Marine Corps recruiter, and they had a program that would take me to boot camp that summer called the PLC program, and uh, which was good physical training. Mm -hmm. Finished that, and then I'm literally on active duty in the Marine Corps, so I couldn't be drafted. And then they spit me out and let me go back and finish school and play ball and then go back on active duty when I finished all that. Gotcha. Of course, with the legal training and all that, you did a lot of legal work in the military, so that was you know part of the program there, right? Uh, it was. Okay. You go in as an 0311, a ground pounder, and then I became good drinking buddies with my recruiter, and at one point <laughs> he came to me and said, how would you like to switch your MOS from 0311 to 4402 and become a JAG officer, and I said, count me in. That's Jug, Judge Advocate General, right? Uh, Correct. So that's basically the, the legal department for the military, more or less, right? Yep. So what did, did you, um, you were criminal defense counsel at, at Camp Pendleton, I see? Well, they start you off that way, and mm -hmm. then uh, when I started getting everybody off, they switched me over to be a prosecutor. <laughs> 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 and then I... Uh, uh, was made a military judge, and, uh, you know, there was a war going on, and I felt an obligation to be a part of it. I was in the Marines. I loved the Marines, mm -hmm. still love the Marines, mm -hmm. and uh, so I volunteered for Vietnam. If they would put me with a uh, Marine, I was a frustrated pilot at yeah. the time, and if they would attach me to an air combat unit, mm -hmm. I would volunteer, so I did, and, and I went. And you were a wing legal officer. What years were you at Pendleton? Uh, 71 through... Uh, seven, late 72, okay. and then went to Vietnam for 13 months in uh, Thailand in the jungles over there. Okay. And then you did something very honorable over there, though. You were working uh, in the, for the compensating relatives and the victims of friendly fire in Thailand. Um, how'd that go over? <laughs> well, <laughs> no one's very happy when something like that happens, but it was something that was needed, and it was very important for us to complete our mission that we had the bases available to us in Thailand. Mm -hmm. And so we had to uh, do the right thing. And we did. Yeah. Very good. And then, of course, you left the military with the rank of major. And uh, we're going to take a little break, though, right now, because we're coming up on it. But we're going to come back with Vincent J. Bartolotta, Jr. He's a partner of a big law firm downtown, Thorson's Bartolotta McGuire. They're up in the Mr. A's building. If you've ever been there, check them out. We'll be back in a moment. Hang on. All right, we're back with Vince Bartolotta getting smart about the law and his career. Remember this show, Vince? I remember. <laughs> it's a great show. We love this song. We always use it as a bumper so, there. So, so you came back from the war to San Diego then, decided to stay here? Is that how you wound up here? That's it, exactly. Got back, extended for six months my tour mm -hmm. so that I could, uh, at the same time I worked at Pendleton, I could try and find a job in the civilian world. Yeah. So what happened, what was your first job in the civilian world? You, you had a lot of j different jobs that in, your, in your youth, I noticed, right? So, well, I mean, yeah, I worked since I was 10 years old. Yeah. I mean, we had to work. Everybody needed to help everyone. My parents' uh, mission in life was to get their children educated, and yeah. so that was the big deal. Yeah. His dad was a coal miner. Listen to this, millennials. His dad was a coal miner. His mother was a nurse, and uh, Vince did all these different kind of jobs, including delivering newspapers and loading grocery trucks. He hauled produce, loaded beef in a slaughterhouse, shoveled slag from blast furnaces of a Pittsburgh steel mill, worked salvage operations as a commercial scuba diver. <laughs> you got to write a book. And built bridges and skyscrapers as an eye worker and became one of the top trial lawyers in the entire country and world. And I guess all those experiences probably 
help form your style in, in court, right? Your worldliness and, and being able to re- relate to people. I mean, it's a big deal, right? Well, you hit it right on the head. I think uh, I owe what success I have now to the fact that I did all those jobs and I can relate to people and I can talk to them because I understand Mm-hmm. What the world is. I lived that world. Mm-hmm. There you go. So um, <clears throat> when you when you left the military as major, your first job in in was what in the legal field or? Yeah, I was on the dark side of the forces. I call it. I went to work <laughs> for a an insurance defense firm, uh, <laughs> defending cases, and uh, that lasted about four years. Was and that Gray Carrier was that? Who no, was that was over at Higgs Fletcher and Mack. Ah, uh, right. Okay. And I went there and four, four and a half years mm-hmm. and uh, uh, was in the zone to be a partner there. And I went to Dutch Higgs, who was the dean in the bar at that time, mm-hmm. and simply said, Mr. Higgs, I appreciate everything I've learned here and done it, but I just don't want to do this kind of work. I don't feel good that some little old lady that deserved something didn't get it because I was pretty good at what I did mm-hmm. in my job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and insurance companies. They love collecting premiums but hate paying anything out. Yeah. That's right on the money. <laughs> so uh, so, so then I left with one of the partners there that I had become good friends with, Mike Thorsness, mm-hmm. and we went out and we started Thorsness Bartolotta, and within like six months we were busy and needed another guy and found this symbiotic uh pal uh i used to go drinking with a lot uh mickey mcguire and he joined us and we've been there ever since yeah all three of you still practicing now or um... uh, mike retired a number of years ago thorsness mm-hmm. uh, in about 2002 but mm-hmm. mickey's still at it gotcha anyway um one of your fir- i remember reading about one of your first uh, very successful cases about the the youngster i think he was about 15 years old or you correct me if i'm wrong some teenager climbed a uh, an electric pole utility pole uh I think it was around Halloween. Maybe you tell the you can tell us the facts, but got severely burned. I think he burned an arm or a leg off. Or I'll just I'll just you want you toss it over. Yeah, Joe. why don't you give yeah. us the details? Because that's all I remember. But I, I uh, the only thing I remember is they the family took the case to many 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 lawyers, and they all said assumption of the risk. He climbed the pole. He knew he was going to get hurt. You know, we have no chance of getting anything. But they brought it to you and tell us. Give us fill in the details there. Well, he was a 15-year-old youngster, and in the Rancho Santa Fe community, it was a family-oriented community and a particularly family-oriented street that used to do a Halloween um, show mm-hmm. every year. Mm-hmm. And so he climbed up the power pole in order to run a pulley system from the top of the power pole down to the front door, put a basketball with a sheet over it, and scare the kiddos when they came to the door. Ah. Was he reached around the pole, the inner aspect of his left thigh was up against a uh, uh, ground wire that mm-hmm. hadn't been covered. And oh. when he reached, his right arm hit the power line, and uh, it connected to the ground wire and shot through and burned off his right arm, crossed his chest, and came out through the inner aspect of his left thigh and blew him off the pole. They say that he was dead when he come off the pole but he hit flat on his back and it started his heart and <laughs> the young man lived and went on to be incredibly successful he actually saved a girl's life he went to the university of redlands i mean i and the family have stayed very close to this day mm-hmm. and he went to the university of redlands and a young girl walked through a plate glass window and he saw it and it came down and sheared her arm off right and he ran up and tore his shirt off, one-armed, and uh, compressed the wound mm-hmm. and uh, saved her life. Knew what to do. Yeah. And what's he doing these days? Uh, he is now 
a big time developer. He ran a bank for a while and he's developing property hmm. uh, with his family and very wow. successful father of uh, two or three children now. Wow. And uh, quite an impressive young man. Yeah. So that, that jury, uh, is that a jury award or a settlement? But I know you got several million bucks for that, yeah, right? It was a jury. Yeah. It was a jury. Most of what I do is with a jury. I think it was like 1.3 or 3.1. What was it? It was 3.1 back how, then. How about that from memory, Richard? Jeez. That's good, Joe. That's well, a I re- there's yeah. a lot of special stories. I mean, I live where I live because of that family. Yeah, that's a great story. Why don't you tell us that? Because that's, that's an interesting story. Well, the trial went on for several weeks, and during uh, one of the weekends on a Saturday, I went home to my wife and said, hey, uh, I got a bit of a break. Let's just go out in a motorcycle and take a ride. So we took a ride through Rancho Santa Fe, which I thought was gorgeous, and uh, we were riding around, and I said, well, let's stop at this restaurant called Quimby's to have a bite to eat for breakfast. Those were the days. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Good memories there. Yeah. And so I'm walking in one sidewalk one way with my wife, Judy, and uh, in comes the other direction, the family that I'm representing. And they said, what are you doing here? I said, what are you doing here? <laughs> I said, well, you know, someday maybe I'll live here. I want to, uh, but just riding around on a Sunday morning, they said, well, come on, you're having breakfast with us. So we went in and we had breakfast together. And I told them about my desire to someday live there. And so uh, the father said to me, well, after breakfast, you're coming with me. So we had breakfast, walked right across the street, right in the middle of town <laughs> to a real estate office. And he says, this is my best friend, the best realtor in the world, Virginia Blesso. And uh, I want you to meet my lawyer, Vince Bartolotta here. And she said, go away, uh, Dick, to the gentleman that introduced uh-huh. us. And she asked me a few questions about what I wanted. And she says, I have your house. And I said, oh, you know, what do you mean you have my house? She says, leave your motorcycle there. You two get in my car. So they like adopted us and put us in the car. And we drove down the street that I live on to this day, Lost Planadaris, mm-hmm. and took us right to the house. Uh-huh. And we went into the house. And it just so happened Quinn Martin, who used to do Dragnet, yes. was yep. there. He was friend of the owner. Oh, okay. my God. That was and his house? He was there sick. No, it was oh. Dick Darling's house. Oh, he was going to buy it or he, but, was, he but was looking at Quinn it? Quinn Martin was a friend, was staying there, and he happened to be sick. Ah. And so we walk in the house, and he's propped up on pillows in the bed. <laughs> they excuse us, and we walk through the yeah. house and look around. <laughs> and, and we bought the house. Guy that, made a great deal for me because I didn't really have any money at the time. What, year, what year was this now? That was 1980. Isn't that something? So I drive by Vince's house every day on the way yeah. to the family office. Well, what a legendary yeah. story that, my gosh. I mean, talk about serendipity and good luck. Well, see, good things come to good people. Yeah. You got, you've got an anomaly here. You've got a lawyer with a conscience. I mean, he may be. <laughs> hey, there's a lot of good lawyers I, out there. I, I, there's I, a lot of good lawyers. That's true. That's true. But you're, you are extraordinary, Vince. We know that. Um, anyway, let's see. We have time for, what was one of your other big cases? Cases in addition to that, well, you've had how many in your career, would you say? I mean, actually going to, tr- well, how many cases have you handled? Have you ever added it up or thought about it? It's got to be. I haven't, few- but I'm sure it's thousands. Yeah. <laughs> it's thousands. There you yeah. go. How about this? We've been in the same house since 1980, and we should mention uh, Mrs. Bartolotta, Judy. I mean, high school and college sweetheart, right? I mean. We just, uh, on June 1st, we celebrated our 49th wedding anniversary. Wow, congratulations. Yeah, my kids, my four sons, don't believe it either. (laughs) (laughs) 49 years. But you've known Judy since high school, right? Yeah, we've been together roughly 56 years, since 10th grade in high school. Wow, (laughs) and you're not even aging, Vince. I don't know, what's your secret? This is amazing, so... (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, why don't we take a little break here? We're going to come back with Vince Bartolotta, Jr., one of the major partners and one of the major firms, one of the best trial lawyers you'll ever find. You're listening to It's Your Money and Your Life. You'll be right back. Hang on. Right, you're back with the award-winning It's Your Money and Your Life. And now this is a time where Richard likes to thank sponsors. Big thank you to our sponsors. Could not do this show without our sponsors. Well, we could. Just we wouldn't have any money. <laughs> UBS with Michael Caranta. Big thanks to UBS for all of their support over the years. Also our favorite CPAs on the planet. We got two groups of them. One of them was our guest last week. That'd be Polito Epic CPAs up in San Marcos. And then, of course, Jason Kruger's Signature Analytics, a great CFO service firm. Jason is going to be, I believe, our guest the week following. So getting some CPAs on in between the attorneys. So big thank you to Signature Analytics and Pleto Epic CPAs. Also our great friend Joel Greshkin with Cost Segregation Initiatives. I was actually just talking to Joel on the phone driving over here. Joel helps real estate owners improve their cash flow. It's all about cash flow when you own real estate. Cost Segregation Initiatives will help you have more. If you, ha- if you need some place to put all this money that our sponsors make you, how about Mechanics Bank, formerly known as California Republic Bank? Of course, Sean Puckett heads up the San Diego region out of the UTC office, a great niche market bank serving wealthy families, family offices, and families that are in the real estate business. Also, employee benefits talked about a lot right now. Do we have Obamacare? Do we not? How about Hub International with Neil Staley? They'll help you navigate this rather tricky area. Great employee benefits firm here in San Diego. The LG Group and the Lombardi Experience, we have a big continuing education event coming up on June 19th, 20th, and 21st. 24 hours of CE for CPAs at Omni La Costa. Again, the LG experience helps wealth advisors make heroes out of CPAs to the CPA's very best clients. Also, our great friend Paul Hines. Paul is not only the CEO of Hearthstone Private Wealth Management, he also heads up SeniorSafeAndSound.org here in San Diego, helping to prevent the financial abuse of the elderly. Michelle St. Clair, Elite Lifestyle Management, great concierge firm here in San Diego, helping those of us who have no time Get things done, whether those are simple things like travel arrangements all the way to more complex things like getting fishing licenses in Cuba or booking hotels in Italy so you can go have dinner with Bocelli, like I'm going to do on August 3rd. Elite Lifestyle Management will give you back your most precious asset, which is your time. And, of course, Brenda Geiger with Geiger Law Offices. Brenda's firm specializes in asset protection planning as well as estate planning. Again, Geiger Law Office. And for those of you who are missing dinner, just to listen to our show, we not only appreciate that, but we can also direct you to a couple of resources that will get rid of your hunger. Who might they be, Joe? Absolutely. Well, there's the Very Good Food Foundation headed up by Michelle Ciccarelli Lyrac, which uh, puts on some great foodie programs all year long. In addition to their, I, I, I think it's the 10th or 11th annual Very Good Night Dinner coming up uh, in this September this year, which we like to broadcast from. And then also the Stats Coffee Houses in Normal Heights, University Heights, and Hillcrest all open 24-7, 365, uh, all with great food and always crowded, great for people watching, and uh, great atmosphere. And I know many of these sponsors have been working with you for many, many years with great success, right, Richard? Going on three decades. There you go. Is that many, many years? Yeah. Seems like Many, many years. Let's see here. And, if, of course, if you go to iymoney.com, there's a sponsor tab there. And, of course, you'll be able to find the, the, um, the show for Vince tonight and all these other shows and guests. 
Um, but there's a drop-down menu there. You can find out all about our sponsors and all the former And if you guests. want to be a sponsor, we got some information there, too. True, true, our sponsors true. get tons of business out And of Vince, show. you'll be impressed to find out when you go over that list, because we've been doing the show since October 2011, my friend, and we've gotten many first-place awards from the San Diego Press Club, which are, are judged in a different city every year, so there's no politics, but plenty first- and second-place awards. And uh, you're in great company. Bill Lirek was our initial guest mm-hmm. in October of 2011. And we've had Erwin Jacobs, Malin Burnham, uh, Dick Van Dyke. We've had uh, George Takei, George Takei, Billie Jean King. I mean, it's unbelievable. Monica. You look at that list there, and uh, you'll be well, impressed, Vince. Uh, I am impressed. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. Thank Bill Lirac and I were in law school class together, freshman law school. Another, Is Pits- that right? another Pittsburgh boy. Yeah, exactly. You guys graduated the same year. Same year. Oh same class God. whole way through. He oh. was he was number one in the class. I was president of the class. <laughs> and, and I am a trial lawyer because of Bill Lirac. Is that right? Yeah, for sure. It's how, a crazy how so, story. How, tell us that. Can I, well, I got to hear this. Uh, this is gospel true story. Uh, we used to have a competition between the University of Pittsburgh Law School and Duquesne Law School. And it was held by Judge Gorley, who was a famous federal court judge at the time. Mm-hmm. But he was close to retiring. And our dean wanted to kind of phase out of that competition didn't know how to do it gracefully. Hmm. But because of Judge Gorley's retirement, he thought, well, this is how we'll ease out. So we didn't have our inter-school competition to compete against Duquesne's competition. Well, Gorley comes back from retirement expecting to do his competition. Uh-huh. And so the dean's panic, and he's got to find somebody <laughs> to do this trial. Uh-huh. Well, he calls Lirac, who's the number uh-huh. one in the class, and uh-huh. says, hey, Bill, I uh, need you to do this. And Lirac says, sorry. I, you know, I got a job. I'm going with a big time law firm down there. I can't do it. I don't have time. Uh-huh. And so Lirac calls me and uh-huh. we were good buddies. And yeah. he says, Hey, Barlotti, you don't have a job, do you? I said, no, I'm going on act, you know, back in active duty in the Marine Corps. No one will touch me. I got a seven second life expectancy. <laughs> and so, so he says, I want to make 300 bucks. I said, sure. <laughs> He's all you got to do is read a script and do this little thing. I I said, okay, long story short, I went and did it. It was a full-on trial against (laughs) the other university broadcast live over KDK Radio TV. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. And all of the witnesses were the on-air personalities. Oh, my gosh. So long story short, we won the competition. I won everything there. And the judge afterwards said, son, where are you working? I said, well, I don't have a job. You know, I'm going to active duty. He says, sit right down. (laughs) Called down the street to... uh, very prominent plaintiff's law firm, exactly like what I do now, uh-huh. and sent me down the street, and I worked there for the six months before I went back on active duty. Wow. That was <laughs> all because of Bill Lirac. That's a seminal moment in your life. If that had not happened, things might have worked out differently, right? Exactly. I never knew that story. Well, that is a well, Bill's going to have to hear this show. I'll make sure he hears this podcast if he misses the broadcast. That's a great, great story. But uh, gosh, and some of the awards, uh, Vince, I mean, and then we'll get into that case. You had another famous burn case, but. Uh, Consumer Award Attorneys uh, Awards, you know, geez, outstanding trial lawyer eight times since 1981, uh, 2001 Trial Lawyer of the Year. I mean, he's going California Trial Lawyer of the Year. Uh, it's just unbelievable. You know, International Academy of Trial Lawyers in 2015. Look at this. You were inducted into the, what, the Hall of Fame or something? There's only 500 lawyers into this thing? Get into this? That's correct. Oh, my Worldwide. God. Oh, my gosh. It's like you, the put, you put your stats up like the baseball Hall of Fame? <laughs> well, they, they, I just got... Uh, uh, invited or whatever you call it to uh, be in the 
San Diego Trial Lawyer Hall of Fame. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm going to be inducted this August. And when they called me, talked about, you know, we want you to be a legend of the bar here and do this. I said, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. I thought those guys were all dead. dead exactly. <laughs> I'm still alive. <laughs> Anyway, that, that is great. But there's just some, and, and then some, a lot of your charity work and community work. I mean, past president of the Rancho Santa Fe Youth uh, Center, I guess, and member and chairman of the board of directors St. Vincent de Paul Village, uh, member yeah. of the American Ireland Fund, San Diego chapter, member of the Century, Century Club, and of course, member of the board of directors and president elect of the nice San Diego Nice Guys, Nice Guys of San Diego, which is uh, near and dear to your heart, right? I mean, you, how long have you been with that group? Well, probably. 20 plus years, maybe longer. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you've been a good guy on that one. We yeah. had our big auction uh, just a month ago, yeah. and uh, you did a show for us, and we couple. very much appreciate it. Yeah, we did a couple of them. And it was, I guess you raised the most money ever, had the biggest turnout ever, right? Yeah, it was a great, great auction. Yeah. And in these uh, dicey economic times, that's uh, that's really great because I. I don't know, Richard. I mean, the market's sky high, but I don't. I'm not feeling it. Are you as far as like the four percent GDP that they're projecting? And what do you think? I don't know if people are feeling it. Yeah, the market. The market's up, but that's not real. Real cash. That's just a big piggy bank for all the big whales. I think to get that cash, you got to pay income taxes. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah. Yeah, they, everyone wants streets and pot, potholes filled, and they don't want to pay for them. I don't well, get it. Everybody talks a lot about, you know, how bad things are. Yeah. But I can't tell you, uh, every once in a while, I'll go out during a weeknight, and everybody's out. They're having dinner. They're doing everything. Yeah, nobody cooks saying, anymore, that's for sure. Well, Doesn't anybody work for a living yeah. anymore? Well, are you talking Something. more downtown or more in North County? Or? Everywhere. 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 People are out. Yeah, that's true, especially that, well, San Diego, and of course, a lot, you know, we, we do have tours, tours here, so, you know, <laughs> how much of that is tourism, I don't know, but uh, we'll find out. But we should mention that, cons- that, that, that uh, teenager who got burned on that pole, I mean, you found how many construction defects with that, uh, with that pole, is there like 20 or 30 or something yeah, like that? Yeah, we found a lot of defects. Yeah, which no one else would have thought of or, or delved into it that, that much. Then you had another... Uh, um, burn case but you know what let's take our little break and we'll save that for the, le- for the next segment because that's a great story we're talking with vince bartolotta partner in thorson's bartolotta mcguire one of the premier firms with one of the he's one of the premier trial attorneys in in town and in the country we'll be right back right after this hang on oh my gosh that's the song that was playing when Vince and Judy walked into that house in 1980 and Quinn Martin was there. When you rang the doorbell, is that what played Vince? No. <laughs> that's, a, that's how the doorbell sounded. That was a the theme from Dragnet. And uh, if you heard the, the earlier part of the show, you'll know why that is important. But anyway, Vince, uh, you had another famous burn case that uh, you were telling us about during the break. Uh, you want to tell us more about that? Sure. Um, there was a, a case, uh, an individual got burned up in a car fire hideously lost his face, his hands, uh, whole upper body was burned off, literally. And uh, everyone was looking to sue the car company and the car seller and everything, and it was an old junker car, no floorboards missing, the whole thing, and so it was going nowhere. So he was literally rooting in garbage cans with no hands to get something for his family. And this happened in San Diego, right? Yeah, it did. Mm -hmm. And uh, a young uh, lawyer got hold of him, felt sorry for him, and didn't know what to do with it. So he brought him to me, and I looked at him, and, uh, you know, same body was in the fire. uh, No burns from the waist down, just burns from the waist up. And I looked at it and said, well, this isn't a car fire case. This is a... Uh, clothing fire mm-hmm. case. And so, long story short, we ended up uh, taking on the entire uh, 
garment industry in the United States and their safety standards. And mm-hmm. we took newspaper. We found the jackets being made in Sri Lanka for like 99 cents and being sold here for 1999. Extremely not, flammable, right? Not fireproofed at all. You all own one. Everyone owns one. These are one these, of these fleece jackets. jackets, right? They fleece things. Yep. Yeah. With mm-hmm. the nylon exterior and mm-hmm. the fleece lining interior. Yeah. And so we made it, got the pattern, made the jackets out of newspaper, put it on a mannequin, showed how it passed national standards and how it burned up. We treated one of the jackets that we made, put it on a mannequin, showed that you couldn't even start it with a blowtorch. Mm-hmm. And whereas with a simple match on another one of their jackets, burned <sighs> up completely. Gosh. So it turned out to be at that time, I was told, uh, one of the largest products liability cases in the history of uh, Kmart where it was bought. Mm. And so went on to take care of the family and all his kids for, uh, uh, for life. Yeah. So for me, it turned out that you talk a lot about all the awards and that, which are all wonderful, and I appreciate it. But Mm -hmm. for me, that case and that family is one of my finest awards because they named a son after me. Mm -hmm. And so that's something you don't forget. I'm I'm getting emotional myself. Can you disclose the the amount that was recovered in that case or... you care not to, it doesn't matter either way, but it was quite a bit, what? It was quite a bit. Okay. Took care of all seven of them for their life. Yeah. Outstanding. We should give the 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 website of the law firm TBM, as in Thorsness Bartolotta McGuire, lawyers.com. Very nice uh, lawsuit there. E- easy I mean, to I find. Mean, I mean, a lot, website with, uh, I do see dollar signs on there for clients uh, who are deserving there. That's, that's <laughs> our job. That's, our That's how we measure things, well, Joe. Well, let's talk about the nice guys a little bit, because this audience, uh, you know, is different from the other, the nightly, the weeknight audience, and uh, I, I see you have updated the website. It's now, since 1979, I believe, this organization, and they're not a very big organization, I think it's always under 200 members. No, no, we got about 100 members. Yeah, 100 now. Yeah, yeah. small. Yeah, but they have, they have collected and distributed uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of 18 million, or upward of $18 million, right, uh, yeah, Vince? We're, we're over $19 million now. Wow. The, the thank you letters must be uh, uh, overwhelming. Heartwarming. Yeah. Heartwarming. These are folks that fall through the cracks. There's no other uh, entity in town to help them, uh, and so they're sent to us, and we give them the hand up, not a handout. Yeah. It could be a military guy whose car breaks down and needs a car to get to work or uh, yeah, a single a single mom mm-hmm. raising three kids. She's got a job, car breaks down. She can't doesn't have the money to get it fixed, mm-hmm. can't get to work, can't support her kids. So they'll bring it to us. We'll fix her car and get her back on her feet. And she's off and running. Yeah. You've had some stories, I think, where you've helped some people and they become members, right? And they've they've become successful and become members of the club, right? Yeah, exactly. Boy, that's great. Well, tell us about the auction because you just had your big auctions. That's one of your few big events of the year. It was at the Del Mar Fairgrounds, right? Yeah, we did. We have two fundraisers. One is the uh, nice guy of the year. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, this year it'll be Peter Seidler this coming year, mm-hmm. uh, who's the Padres. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's a big fundraiser for us. And the other one is the auction, which this past year we just finished uh, in May, mm-hmm. May 6th. Mm-hmm. And it was at Del Mar Fairgrounds. And the theme was uh, Salute to the Military. And so we had everyone come wearing their old uniforms. And we uh, recognized each branch of the service, had them stand up, take a round of applause, and and uh, everybody had a great time. 
I mean, folks, you should get over to it's sdniceguys.com, I think, that website, right? And uh, did some great... We've had Ron Blair on and Lyle... Um, who's that? LaRoche on the show. Lyle LaRoche. Yeah, but uh, Ron helped, I guess, with the build some housing right up on Pendleton, right? right? Or somewhere around there? Or? Correct. That's one of our uh, projects. proud projects on yeah. the Delmar campgrounds right on uh, Camp Pendleton. We have built several of the cottages for the military and the handicapped right mm-hmm. there on the beach. Mm-hmm. This all started, uh, I don't know if you know this, Richard, I guess back in the days of Lubox, if my memory serves me. Which the is, restaurant? Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is not, they're famous for, their, not there anymore. famous for their turtle soup or mock turtle soup, I forget which. But um, I never knew the difference. <laughs> I didn't either. But anyway, I guess guys like Vince got together and, and uh, helped out one family. And uh, I guess uh, one of the writers for the UT was involved as well. And he said, hey, there's a bunch of nice guys doing some nice things for this family, whatever. And that's how the whole thing started, right, Vince? Yeah. They were working for one of the big societies, which I won't name, but Mm -hmm. a lot of bureaucracy involved and Mm -hmm. couldn't get a particular drug for this family that needed it badly. So these guys went over the border and Mm -hmm. got the drug and gave it to the family and helped them out. And they got chewed out pretty badly by the big organization. And so they said, look, we're just trying to be a bunch of nice guys here. Yeah. they left that organization and started you do our the nice right. guys. There you go, the right thing. No good deed goes unpunished. Well, you no, know, I'm just kidding. Well, you know what? If, if if and there's, I just interviewed. I think somebody from one organization. They broke off from the national and oh, the uh, Alzheimer's San Diego. Yeah, Alzheimer's San Diego. Same thing. Uh, Mary Ball. Do you know her at all? I mean, it's very interesting. They broke off from the. They were under forty percent the national organization, uh, the, the headquarters out of their the local well, chapter. Nice guys, zero. This no is co- overhead, this period. Is, this is cool, Richard. Yes, they don't have no paid staff. I mean, these Just are... Just like my foundation, Joe. Yeah, and it's... Philanthropy <laughs> yeah. should not be a paying job. Right. Yeah. No Strongly overhead, believe that. no yeah. nothing. Everybody but, simply volunteers their time and, and their treasure. And it's nice guys and nice women, too, because, nice gals, because it is, it is co-ed. And, uh, but I just started out as nice guys and kept it that way, so... Um, yeah, it's a great organization. Yeah, Christy Gregg's in there. I've known her for years as well. Hey, Vince, so, question about young people going into law. Are, are, are young people still interested or is interest down? No, I think uh, you hear mixed messages, yeah. but I think people that are devoted to wanting to help people or get into the law still go into the mm-hmm. law. But uh, business-wise, to run a law school simply for the profit of making it, there, that may be down a bit. But yeah. I think young people that are still committed are mm-hmm. still going to law school. I was going to say, how has the practice changed since we started to now? Um, Obviously, course, technology uh, course, is made a huge difference. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's all computerized now, right? I mean, that's a big part of it. Yeah, it is. I mean, before, if you'd send a letter, you had you know a few days before you got a response mm-hmm. back. Now it's instantaneous, so mm-hmm. you have to be on top of it all yeah. the time. And, of course, um, you know, the legalities of what's a signature and what isn't. And, you know, if you do an e-signature and whatnot, that's all part of the practice now, I guess. But um, just in our closing moments here, though, so, since you're such a big soccer fan, well, what do you think of this uh, the Soccer City proposal? you have any opinion, or do you want to just uh, wait and see what happens? Well, I think I'll wait and see what happens. <laughs> I, I have opinions, but I'd rather not express them right now. Okay. All right. While it's under litigation, as they say, uh, I, I understand. But I know there's you know a lot of people would like to see soccer, but I also want to see a good deal for the city, and I still want to see Aztec football uh, in Mission Valley. Aztec's going to be playing at Petco. Well, no, I don't, not, this summer, this no, this fall they're out there. It's, I think they're still back at Qualcomm. They've got the, a couple seasons committed this, at Petco. Yeah. yeah, Petco. You mean Qualcomm? I mean no. I think they're going to be Qualcomm. You sure? I'm going to get a hold of Fred okay. Pierce on that. I think they can convert <laughs> Petco to a football stadium. That's what they should do. Yeah. 
And anyways, just give, sits there all year. Yeah, let's give the website again, tbmlawyers.com, and get over there and learn more about Thorsner's Bartlett McGuire, probably the premier plaintiff's term, uh, firm in town. Whenever I people ask me, you know, if, or if there's an injury or something, who to contact, uh, that's the first one that comes to my mind, Vince, and, you know, well, why not? I love you, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I will probably see you at a nice guy's luncheon coming up uh, soon. I think Denise uh, will let Freeman invite me back to one. So, But thanks so much for being our guest, Vince. This has been a real Vince, thrill for us. Well, my pleasure. You guys yeah. are great. Outstanding. It's great having you here. Richard, great seeing you. Justin, thank you. Yeah, Justin Hart, our board operator, always making it sound terrific. Thank you. Thanks to Craig Blinker, con executive Andrew Dave Sniff here at KFNB. We'll be, uh, all these podcasts are commercial-free on iowamoney.com. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now.